though I think you have to realize that that's the gamble that you're taking. Um, yeah. Is it because you're giving them all your content, first of all, mm-hmm. um, and they could decide, just like what we've seen um, happen to some degree with Spotify, um, they could make RSS optional, which takes you down this path of exclusive proprietary platforms. So, hmm. and, and increasingly, if <clears throat> these platforms get more and more listeners and more and more content, um, then the openness of RSS uh, becomes less important. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. Here's the second part of my conversation with Rob Greenlee. So what about Anchor then? Where does Anchor fit into this? Because they end up having the dynamic ads from Spotify, don't they? Is that... Yeah, so you know, increasingly, I think uh, Spotify is moving towards a similar model to what mm-hmm. YouTube is kind of setting themselves up for. Um, increasingly, we do most of the hosting platforms. I would say all of them have pass-through contracts with Spotify. Okay. So, so, but not all of the podcasts in Spotify, and this is probably a lesser-known truth, are under the um, kind of contractual agreement to be pass-through. So if you submit your podcast directly to Spotify, they will likely cache your episodes and deliver them on their own streaming platform. So they won't be a pass-through. So unless you host like through uh, Libsyn or Podbean or Blueberry or any of the hosting platforms, which all of them have pass-through contracts, um, your plays and your dynamic inserted advertising that you're running will will play like normal in Spotify. But if you don't, if you're not hosting with those kind of platforms, there's a good chance that um, you're not going to get your numbers off of your external hosting platform. You're going to oh, have to get it okay. from Spotify. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a huge issue and I do get a sense that the, um, the up and coming generation of podcasters, are more open to um, having this type of relationship with like a YouTube just because of how popular YouTube is. Well, for um, the younger generations, yeah, they, they're on YouTube all the time. I mean, I know I upload my podcast there, even if it's only a static image, because lots of people there, it's a completely different audience. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So. so, so I think it's just inevitable. And I guess, you know, old, old curmudgeons like me uh, <laughs> like to hold on to, you know, the, um, the openness of RSS and, and, and well, keeping, I don't it, think that the keeping one, it dominant. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know that if you still have RSS feeds and YouTube is still doing what they're doing, that, that there's a big problem necessarily. I mean, mm-hmm. as long as RSS doesn't go away, then, then no one is stuck on that one platform. You are if you want to be in the YouTube ecosystem. But Though I think that's... you have to realize that that's the gamble that you're taking. Um, yeah. Is it because you're giving them all your content, 
first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could decide, just like what we've seen um, happen some degree with Spotify, um, they could make RSS optional, which takes you down this path of I- exclusive proprietary platforms. So, hmm. and, and increasingly, if <clears throat> these platforms get more and more listeners and more and more content, um, then the openness of RSS uh, becomes less important. Uh, yeah, I guess I can see what you're saying. Yeah, there's a, yeah. There's there a danger. danger. So it's almost like be careful what you wish for because mm-hmm. it may turn into something that maybe you don't like as much. Yeah, good point. <laughs> so what are you doing now? And does that have anything to do with any any of what we just like? It, does it have to do with the future of podcasting or? Like, well, I think so to some degree. Yeah. I mean, I've the, the, the problem with working on one platform <clears throat> exclusively um, over extended amount of years, I mean, one platform is kind of metaphoric to focusing on one at a time, right? Sure. Versus being able to look at the whole industry and try and um, um, offer assistance or help shape the broader industry from a much more of a neutral perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I've worked for Spreaker and I worked for that then turned into Box Nest and then got by iHeart and, and now, um, and then worked with uh, Lipson and then yep. left there, go to work for um, Podbean for a short period of time. And, mm-hmm. and, um, that gave me a perspective that, you know, I I need to back up and become more educated with the whole ecosystem of podcasting because working on one particular platform has kind of siloed my access to learning about other platforms Sure. because nobody wanted to share it with me because that was a competitor. Proprietary right? information at the other host. Right. Yeah, so yeah. now, <laughs> just in a week, I've mm-hmm. made this announcement that I'm going to become a consultant and I'm starting my own company called Spoken Life Media, that, mm-hmm. but that doesn't exclude preclude me from working uh, with on a consulting contract or whatever with some other types of companies too, that may not be in the hosting side. Um, but, but to, to really become kind of an expert in the medium really more again, because. So what are you hoping to help people with? Making better decisions about what <laughs> platforms to work with, right. Okay. Uh, based on what your needs are. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think, because I'm constantly talking to various podcasters about what their needs are and what they want to do and how their show's going to function and what um, characteristics. And they say, well, what's the best platform for me to be on? And I go, well, since I work for Lipson or Podbean, <laughs> obviously that them? one, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So, and that's not always the right choice. So, or I have this other situation that also happens where, you know, there's people, podcasters out there that will will actually change hosts because I change companies. So, you know, that's that's flattering. (laughs) Well, it is, but it's also, it's like, I oftentimes tell them, I go, are you happy there? You don't have Mm -hmm. to move just because I moved. So, and, and that's, I mean, it's great that they're willing to follow me, but that's not exactly what I want to create in the, in the market for them either, because maybe moving for them is, not the right choice. So, you know, that's the problem that I, I, it's not a huge problem, but it's, it's, (laughs) it's something that um, has me thinking about my knowledge in the podcasting space and how I can be a better help to the medium. Um, And, and how, how can I benefit from that as well? Right. So, I mean, obviously creating my own company and creating 
um, consulting agreements and things like that, um, people will be more likely to share information with me, right? Well, about what they're doing. You're like and, a, an, right. an objective, you know, third party, basically, I guess is the idea. Right. And, and obviously I'm going to, I'm going to respect that position and, mm-hmm. and things that, um, I learn about the medium will be shared fair, uh, fairly and, and, I'm working on a few pathways for for that um, as well that then can be socialized more publicly about um, platforms and kind of how they what the feature comparisons are and what the uh, pricing is and how they mm-hmm. they work and their philosophy behind them and those kind of things and I know a lot of there's a lot of YouTube videos out there that do a lot of this Buzzsprout versus Lipson, you know. <laughs> Which is the best one to go with, right? Yeah. So we can't get away from YouTube, <laughs> right? And and there's not a big difference between that and what I'm proposing here, but mm-hmm. I just want to be better informed about the medium itself. Um, I mean, I've been talking to a lot of people, but I always know that they're like couching what they share with me because you know they don't want Lipson to know that they're working. I know even my co-host Todd Cochran with the new mm-hmm. media show. He's like, I can't tell you that. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I don't want to be left out of the conversation. So that's the, and j- just because there's a perception of competitive interest and sure. And yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of at the core of it. And then I just want to get back being a content creator again. So more and, and if I can do that through consulting agreements with various platforms or those kind of things where I can create content on their platform or I can help them or do something um, creative or, or fun and then get more connected into the AI developments in the space um, and help with that too. And hopefully, you know, we don't do that in a way that's harmful and uh, sure, yeah, will be helpful to podcasters. I know that we're all dealing with a lot of stuff these days. So I particularly wanted to acknowledge those that have taken the time to leave honest reviews of this podcast. Skyle Renee, I think it's Renee, it's spelled R-E-N-E, so that's what I'm going to go with. I hope I got it right. Had this to say. Worth it. This podcast is so good that I just want to sit and stay in my car a little longer. Thanks, Jody. You're very welcome, Skyle. And thank you so much for taking the time to write a review. Now, back to the show. So along those lines, what are you excited about for the future of podcasting? I'm I'm starting to wonder, um, I'm a little bit uh, wondering what the, what the peak of this is. I mean, I mean, we're growing at a steady rate and so we haven't hit that, that peak yet. Right. Well, what is that peak? I know that we've, we're, we're reaching, I think it was, I think in the last Edison research, it, it was showing that we're reaching close to 80% um, of the U S population. Um, they're listening to podcasts, which is, you know, that's kind of, that's up there, you know? I mean, I, I think smartphone adoption only hit like 91% or something like that. So it, it, it does kind of make you wonder once you've reached that plateau that it's not going to, there's nobody left. Right. So once you've kind of reached a certain level, so I guess the metric that I'm thinking more about that's, that's important is how much content people are listening to. Um, on a weekly basis and on a monthly basis. Um, and if there's, how can we facilitate that? And how can we create more community interaction with podcasters? And then also maybe 
figure out a way to move away from advertising. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I can see how that would be. Yeah, needing yeah. a sponsor, I guess, puts you like you were talking about with hosting. It makes you beholden to a particular company, right? Yeah, so. and I think if you think back to the early days of podcasting, which is an interesting story too, is that um, so, so some of the early um, advertising that was done in podcasting, this was like back in 2005, six mm-hmm. time frame. The uh, show would take on a sponsor and the sponsor would send them like a Casper bed or something like that, right? To sleep on for two weeks before they did their campaign, uh, which was a common practice back then. Um, it's and, still a common practice in videos. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then the host would sleep on it for a couple of, couple of days or whatever. And, and the truth would come out in the podcast, right? It, they would say what they really felt about the bed, right? Because the real truth, the hmm. real truth. <laughs> and that may not be what the, what the advertiser wants to hear, but yeah. the podcaster would come out and say whether or not they like the bed or not. And do we hear that today in advertising? Not much. I don't think not so. Not much. Yeah. So, we're, we're kind of programmed to say what, that we like the product, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If we take money, yeah. Right. That makes us beholden to the yep. advertiser to represent them in a positive mm-hmm. way. And I think a lot of the um, the ethics around that are a little shaky. Right. Um, yeah, it's when tough. It comes right down to it. So I remember doing stuff for um, my songwriting website and I would accept sponsors <clears throat> who would put banners up and that kind of thing. And it was mm-hmm. all very specifically related to songwriters. So I was very picky about that. But I also was very picky about what advertising I would do. And I had to like, yeah, I had to like what I was advertising because if you're putting something out there and it's even more so when you're doing a podcast and you're the host, if you're putting something out there that you're saying, oh, this is a really great product and then many people buy it and they think it's crap, (laughs) then that's your name. Uh, Yeah, exactly. That's your name on the line, you know? So yeah, there's that kind of social contract, I think, that um, we need to be very conscious of. So yeah, yeah, it's hard. So it doesn't happen much now, you're saying. Like people used to actually speak their mind and be okay about doing that and now they're not. Yeah, Yeah. and I think it's, it's a... It's just a shift in the in the fabric of the medium and how we embrace commercialization in the medium. It's starting to look a lot more like radio, you know. So yeah, you were <laughs> so, saying something about how right. um, uh, spoken audio is about trust building. We were talking about this mm-hmm. a little before, and yep. I'm. What did you mean by that? Is this tying into that? Like, is well, there- I think if you look at the world more broadly right now, I think. Um, this isn't specific just to podcasting, but I think mm-hmm. it's an opportunity in podcasting because podcasting is a unique medium um, that has, I think over the last two years, have really demonstrated the fact that it's it's not a medium that has content moderation at a extreme level like we're mm-hmm. seeing on the social platforms. Even YouTube and those kind of platforms tend yeah. to be really kind of highly moderated and algorithmically filtered and and if you say something wrong and in the show you're going to get taken down or 
And often it's a bot that's making the decision, right? right. So it's it, it's an AI making that decision for you, not yeah. any human being. So yeah, and I'm and that's another concern area that I have because podcasting up to this point has not really been um, highly moderated. So I still think that it's probably the the last medium that is kind of I would say truly a free speech medium. Um, Sure, there's certain types of content that will get you in trouble in podcasting. There's no question, and there's nothing. Of to course, yeah. Keep the the uh, <coughs> the trolls from getting you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you happen to post it on social media, um, so there is a possibility that could happen to you. But there is um, there is some movement in the industry right now about um, brand suitability algorithms that are being created. Um, that are going to push that envelope a little bit and make content more discoverable on the moderation side. So I, I do worry that there is development happening on that side where we could see some content moderation become a factor. I'm just not sure who's going to enforce it at this point, unless good point. <laughs> it increasingly gets enforced by platforms like Spotify and YouTube. So as we see more yeah. integration with those platforms, uh, you can totally see how that might happen. Do you want to sound your absolute best when you're being interviewed on a podcast or when you're hosting your own show? I have a podcast episode and free downloadable worksheet called Sounding Your Best as a Podcast Guest off of the audiobrandingpodcast.com main page. Just click on the little square graphic to the left of the player displaying my podcast trailer. It gives you some comprehensive suggestions for where to start or for improving the sound you already have including the type of microphones to consider and why, ideas for soundproofing your recording environment, and suggestions on how to get the best sound when you're being remotely recorded on services like Riverside FM or Squadcast. Don't let bad audio quality hold you back from being the best podcast guest or host you can be. And of course, if you happen to need voiceover for your intro and outro, feel free to get in touch. I'm happy to help. And now, back to the podcast. I can totally see how that might happen. So yeah. That's another example of be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, well, there is probably hours and hours of content we could talk about yes, <laughs> when it comes there, to this. There are lots of things going on <laughs> in the world today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, one of them, uh, you had mentioned that you put uh, an article up on your own website, and I was going to ask you how people could get in touch with you. So that's definitely something I want you to mention, if you could, uh, where the future of podcasting is going. And I think you had mentioned that you put an article up on your website. Well, it, it's kind of ironic. I haven't written anything new on that, which I okay. I need to. Um, but I <laughs> it do is have for the future. <laughs> well, it's it's rather ironic, but like the article that I have on my blog right now at robgreenley.com, which I, I wrote a couple of years ago, um, is still valid today. Okay, <laughs> so it's um, because. And that's why I need to do another one because mm-hmm. what tends to happen with the articles that, that I write is is that they are like a little bit precursors for what's coming. Prophetic. Um, so <laughs> probably if I write one in the next couple months, it'll still be valid two years from now. So, mm. but but it's it's an interesting take to go back and 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 actually the podcast that I have is called it's called the Spoken Life um, Show. Um, when did that start? Now 
I created episodes back in 2013 for that podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. And some of the, I'm bringing it back to life now. I kind I of, okay. kind of walked away from doing a lot of my own podcasting short of the, the new media show for many years because of working on all these platforms. But, mm-hmm. um, and so that's the reason for the new name. Yeah. Well, that's business. The, yeah. That's the yeah. foundation. It's a consulting business as well as a, as a content um, play as well. So, okay. um, but some of the, the audio that I have in there um, goes back to 2013, but it, it actually talks about the, the YouTubization of podcasting back in 2013. So, wow. so you can kind of map a little bit of the discussion that was going on back then to what's going on today. Very and prophetic. I think what yeah. you'll find is that there's not a lot of difference. <laughs> Interesting. So, so yeah. a lot of the issues that were around back then were, are still with us today, even, even in the face of what YouTube has announced, nothing has really dramatically changed yet. Mm. So they're still talking and not a lot of action quite yet. So that's kind of my takeaway from that. But, um, but yeah, and then I also talk about the globalization of podcasting back in 2013 mm-hmm. too, and how language is going to drive that. Um, so I, you know, I talked a lot about those topics way back in 2013 too, but they're still applicable today um, wow. because a lot of the developments that have happened uh, around the globalization really kind of follow what was created in that. Cause I was talking with, I was talking to people that were living in Europe and going through it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's still relevant today, but we've seen an explosion um, in Asia, the middle East. <clears throat> it's really remarkable actually what's been happening in Asia, the middle East, Southeast Asia mm-hmm. um, around podcasting. Um, things are, yeah. things are really bubbling up pretty fast in those markets, uh, even in Europe. I mean, Canada's got the high, highest per capita podcast listening um, in the world, I believe. Go I mean, Canada. I think it's like, <laughs> yeah, right. That and especially on the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's huge, like out in Vancouver and sure. the, just the amount of podcasts that are being consumed out there is remarkable. Um, and then also in other parts of the world too. So um yeah. The U.S. isn't the dominant player in podcasting anymore, I would say. So. I, I think that's a, a good thing. I mean, I think that all of us could stand to learn something from each other, and globalization is going to help with that. So, yep. yeah. Uh, I know PodFest Global is about to start online uh, in the next week or so. Um, yep. Probably when this podcast comes out, it'll be long right. past, but... Yeah. Right. <laughs> But it'll be fun. And yeah. there's a lot of globalization going on in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, it's nice to see. I, th- I think that's a good thing. I think yeah, we can I all learn from each other. Coming together a little bit more like that is, is good. Um, yes. And there's entirely new ecosystems that are being developed in each of the countries, too, that is different than in the U.S., too. It isn't mm-hmm. like everybody's just going to the U.S. to get their services. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's good to see that, too. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so if you can tell people how they can uh, find out more about your podcast, um, okay. is there a separate URL for that? Um, it's just, it's on Apple. It's on all the major listening platforms. It's just uh, Spoken Life uh, with Rob Greenlee uh, is okay. what, what it is. I've been kind of evolving that name a little bit. But um, And then robgreenlee.com is a great place. I'm on Twitter. I'm on all the social platforms too. So I post instagram and post uh, facebook and 
LinkedIn and all the platforms about podcasting. So I try and keep up with, um, yeah, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to keep up with and, yeah. and I'm trying to get back into being a content creator again. So that's going to put me in, in those platforms even more. So, yeah. Well, I love it. And I know that, um, you're on the new media show with Todd Cochran yep. as well. Yep. When does that go online? We do that show live every Wednesday at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, um, mm -hmm. noon Pacific. Um, and it's live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of the major live streaming platforms. And then it also has an audio and video podcast. So under the original definition of what a video podcast was, it actually uh, does that, qualify. That MP4 <laughs> video file actually has an RSS feed. Um, wow. Okay. And it's in uh, the Apple podcast. I mean, we've been doing this for 12 years. So that uh, that video podcast has been there in Apple podcasts for a long time. So you can watch the show on demand. Right. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank so, you so yeah. much. Yeah, Rob, I have learned a ton. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, Jody, for having me on your show. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time.